Wow, you came back with a vengeance. Where have you been? Oh, I've just been keeping my head down and working. Well, congratulations. I guess this was a powerful comeback, huh? Yeah, I guess it was. Hey, this is Michelle Spiva, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. So you know what to do. Sit back, relax, and join me on the flip as I get into how to make an unshakable comeback. I'll see you then. Well, here we are on the other side of whatever it is we were doing. If you are like me, you've possibly had some defeats in your life. And if you're also like me, you've probably felt bad or embarrassed about some of those defeats and setbacks. And so today we're going to be talking about what to do when it's time to make a comeback. And over the years, I have learned some things by going through them, observing, and also getting a chance to be able to be blessed to share in other people's comebacks. Now, today I'm going to be taking some of the things I've learned on my own, as well as things that I've learned through others and through coaching people, and also through having to put imaginary people through torture in my fiction writing. And I started to see something um, when I was looking at this. And the thing is, is that a lot of people are really good at making plans and even uh, executing them. What a lot of people are not good at is what to do after the plan fails or you miss the mark, the deadline, or you have to suffer a penalty. How do you come back from that? How do you come back from getting knocked down and having invisible damage happen? Because that's the thing with a defeat. A lot of times the damage that it has inflicted, you don't know it has happened until you try to come back. So I'm going to give you some things and you know how we do it here. We're going to have some wisdom smacks that smack you real good, whether it's a nice little kiss or a a punch, but still we're going to get into it. So let's get started. So one of the biggest things that I want to talk about today is, are you ready for it? Here we go. BTS power. BTS power. And that is behind the scenes power. Yes. Now, when I am going back through and either helping someone else or attempting to do something on my own to get back in the saddle, I don't want to just get back in the saddle and I don't want them to just resume operations as normal because that's what got us into the situation in the first place and got us knocked off. No, we don't want to make just a comeback. We want to make an unshakable comeback. And to do that, you got to go behind the scenes to see the real power and the real things that are happening behind the scenes. Let me give you a for instance. So I had um, a book launch that didn't go as I had planned and I spent a lot of money and I was sullen. Uh, I was kind of peeved 
too, because it's it's no fun when you when you've invested in something and you have done things that have worked in the past. And so when I had to go back and look at this after the disgust, the shame, and the I don't want to do this anymore past, I had to sit down and I had to figure out how do I get back in the saddle and guard against this happening again. And of course, once you realize that you can't do the same thing over and over again because it's not going to work, you got to have a way of doing it. And even though I'm really big on plans, as you can tell, I love to give, you know, steps and checklists and plans. Sometimes you got to do a postmortem and you got to get behind the scenes to see what happened. So what does behind the scenes look like? Well, for one, behind the scenes, you are looking not at what went wrong or how did you get to the point of either defeat or for a lot of people losing the passion and the drive to do something and to be behind the scenes this is one of the biggest secrets and when I uh, discovered it and started to work through it so many things fell into place and that is you have to respect the patterns of what is going on like I said before Uh, In previous times, success as well as defeat, they love to leave clues and signs and symbols. And so when you go behind the scenes of what happened to do a postmortem, a post-review, look at the patterns that have happened that worked for you and that were building up to work against you because they're just as important. You see, there is a balance that you have to uh, maintain or either build uh, between patterns and forces that work for and against you with your unique uh, skills, giftings, internal beliefs, and truths. And that's not mumbo-jumbo speak. What that is is you got to look at the totality of what is happening. Now, I'm going to be very vulnerable here and I'm going to tell you that that big setback that I had with regards to those books, when I went and did a BTS power review, I started seeing that I had some patterns that had gone ignored for a little too long that directly correlated to imposter syndrome. Yeah, talk about an ouch. Uh, the the unworthiness, and you guys know that's one of my one of the cosmic issues that I I, I continue to work on uh, had gone unchecked for a while, and thus subconsciously I was doing things to make sure that I fulfilled that hidden goal that was at work behind the scenes. And so when we look at behind the scenes power, we want to look at things that were going on that maybe we weren't aware of consciously, but that were still going on. And the best way to root them out is to look for their patterns. Like, you know, imposter syndrome. Do you uh, find yourself avoiding asking uh, people that you know you have the right to ask to be a part of your launch? Because maybe you're just not really sure 
you deserve this. Or maybe they're going to find out that you're not as great as they thought you were and you don't want to be embarrassed. And so you take not even shortcuts, but you take uh, steps that weaken your outcome because these patterns are going undetected and they're, they're, they're sneaky and stealthy. Yeah. And all of that, you know? And so when you go back and sometimes it's real hard to go back and look at this stuff and you might need help, you know, there's a time to, to get help, to go back, to be able to open your own eyes, to see something. You'll be amazed at the observer's advantage that someone, you know, who is not even in the area of expertise that you're working in or trying to do the same thing you do, and they can just pinpoint it. You know, there have been times when um, I've had someone just call it out. Well, you didn't want to fail. And so that's why you didn't do that, that particular tactic, because um, I could clearly see it was something holding you back. And I think it was your perfectionism getting in the way. And you're like, boom, they hit the, you know, the nail on the head. They found the pattern that I was exhibiting and it had gotten out of control and thus it caused me defeat. You see how this is working? I hope this is really helping you. All right. So the next thing is after you've gone behind the scenes and at least started to look for patterns and to uh, figure out what went wrong, what went right and all of that. The next thing is, is I want you to locate your linchpin. Now, let me talk a little bit about the linchpin, that mighty, mighty linchpin. Uh, of course, one of uh, my favorite marketer, uh, marketer mentors um, has a book that deals with this whole linchpin uh, thing, Seth Godin. I forgot to say his name, Seth Godin. And the linchpin. Now, it, going back, uh, its proper definition is that it, it, it was a physical thing. Uh, a linchpin is an apparatus where it's a pin that's inserted through the end of an axle tree or an end of a ring that uh, works on a, uh, a wheel turn to keep uh, the various parts of that structure together. And so it is a little bitty pin, but it is responsible for holding all of this complicated structure around it together. And looking at the linchpin from our view, we want to find either that one element or that one person or that one resource that a lot of times hides or looks invisible, but is responsible for keeping everything together. As I've gone back through, and like I said, looked at my setbacks and comebacks as well as others, I've noticed that when we don't know what keeps everything turning and what is the true essence of the success, that's when we start messing up. Uh, there is something as simple as you're trying uh, to get your family on vacation and everybody, you know, ha be, be happy or whatever. And you don't even realize that the linchpin is something as simple as making sure everybody has an uncomplicated way to stay in contact, meaning that 
you, I mean, I'm actually saying this because I've seen this happen, meaning that you take away the thing that kept the cohesion. Uh, you know, you're trying to make everybody happy, but yet and still you tell you ban phones, no phones, no texting, no this or that. And you, like I said, you take away something that was keeping the family cohesion together. And now all whatever has broken loose because you took something important that seemed like it was a small nuisance, but it was a very necessary component of, of, doing what you want it to happen. You know, I know that might seem like a convoluted one, but I just want to encourage you to locate your linchpin. And it's not so easy for me to tell you, okay, do exactly this or that. But what I will say is that when you're trying to locate that linchpin, go down to where you can't go any more to the most basic part setup, person, resource that you have, that if you took it away, everything would begin to fall apart. And like I said before, a linchpin can be something physical. It could be a person or it could be a tradition, a habit, an element or whatever. Have you ever been home for the holidays? And uh, <laughs> and I'm laughing because this actually happened to my family and me. Uh, and somebody did not serve the uh or make the peach cobbler and it just it just wrecked everything yeah something as simple as somebody's famous relatives um recipe of something not being adhered to can totally disrupt everything because it was the cohesiveness that everybody could agree on to be able to get along yeah and so trust me Locate your linchpin. Don't do this and risk the peril that ensues. All right. The next one is, it's pretty simple, but I just kind of want to just say there are no shortcuts. I, I don't even know why it is so hard for me and everybody that I've come in contact with to not get this until now. There are no shortcuts. Just because you have learned your process does not mean that you can go and take various untested shortcuts to get to what you want. See, the problem is, is, is the S on that shortcuts. It's okay if you test out one here or there, because usually if it goes wrong, you can compensate. But when you start taking shortcuts with an S here and there and everywhere, that's when you're setting yourself up for big time problems. You know, uh, I've talked about uh, different little things like uh, there's this book I love and I've been telling you guys about it, Atomic Habits. And it's not that he's necessarily just talking about habits as much as he is talking about the power of accumulation. And I talked about this yesterday of in little incremental things over time. And when you're looking at making a comeback or, or becoming sustainable, getting back on your feet, all of these things matter. You don't want to take the shortcuts because when you take the shortcuts, you take out the power of accumulation of doing the same thing and letting it build upon itself. Have you ever seen or tried to prime a pump or a well or siphon something? 
just because you put in a lot of effort does not necessarily mean that uh, the water is going to rise or the fluid is going to flow the first time or even the 40th time. But you never know. It's going to be that very next time when you get success. But you only get success if you continue to do it over and over and over again. And that's where we're tempted to take shortcuts because we're so used to doing it over and over and over again that we're like, oh, I can cut that part out. And then you cut that out. And just like a linchpin, which sometimes it can be, you take away the incremental buildup of time that was your true victory. And you're sitting there like with egg on your face because it didn't work this time. And in hindsight, a lot of times you can you can kick yourself. Um, I think I've, I've I've talked about this before, but um, I have a sibling that uh, when I go and visit, we go for walks in this beautiful park uh, in the uh, area where she lives. And there's this water feature that I, I adore. And uh, it is made of rocks and it has this trickle of water. And I think the reason why I adore it is that where there's a certain point where the water is, is only, it has, it's like a trickle and even sometimes just a drip. And at that point, you can actually see where that little drip or, or, or trickle of water has worn the rock down like a laser cut to where it hits. Um, and you can see that the water has been winning over time. And it's always so profound to me. And I pointed out and she's like, yes, you've shown me before. And I know, but I, I'd be like, I get so excited about it because the water won. You had a water and a rock and the water won. That is the power of little incremental uh, effort over time, doing the same thing consistently, wearing it down. So don't, don't, don't you dare despise the little things that are routine um, that you don't think have as much uh, impact because if you take them away, oh honey, they will show you how much impact they do have. Let me give you another, uh, for instance, uh, personally, um, the, the way, uh, fiction writers that are self-published have to work. We have to become a jack of all trades. We, we have to know how to write a great story for entertainment, but we also have to know how to get that story out to people and get them interested in it. And in order to do that in today's world, where people's attention is on a short circuit and you are vying for it against so many other things, we have to get to the point where we learn how to build or mount a launch of, uh, of, of our book property. And sometimes the little things that you don't see a lot of bang for the buck, you say, oh, I can take this out or I can take that out of the budget or I can use that time better at building this other untested but new and cool thing or whatever. And that's like I said before, that's fine in that you don't want to take out too many shortcuts and uh, at the time, but sometimes, you know, maybe you want to try some cool ones out. And I've done that before to my detriment where I'm like, oh, oh, that, that wasn't good, you know, 
And so I am learning that a lot of times when we're trying to make things work in our life, it's a symphony. It is not a one person band. And so different things work together to make it all work. So just be judicious and, and, and circumspective, you know, get a full view before you go changing stuff or trying to shortcut stuff or omit stuff. All right. The next one is really, really uh, important. And I have two more that I want to share with y'all uh, today on how to make your unshakable comeback. So, so far we have talked about the BTS, the behind the scenes power, how to respect the patterns that are at work in your life, in you, in your, in your situation. And then we've talked about how to not make sure that we don't forget the linchpin because that's holding everything together. And we've talked about there are no shortcuts, so stop trying to do them. They will just mess you up. So the next thing I want to talk about is what I like to call what the Godfathers teach us. So um, I am really big into power brokers behind the scenes. So it's more of the behind the scenes power. And the thing that I love about these power brokers that work in the shadows, the puppet masters and, and the like, is that they have it down pat on how to use these uh, three things uh, in a maestro level. And that is invisibility, quiet power, and supreme organizational skills. And so what I found is that when you're making a comeback, it's better to be very stealthy with it, like a godfather, be as invisible as possible, learn to operate with quiet power, don't announce and forecast and telegraph everything you're doing, and be organized. Step your organizational skills up. Keep yourself accountable to your plan. Have someone you become accountable to and make sure that you are responsible for yourself. All right. That to me has been one of the biggest ahas and ouches and um as we say in my neck of the woods, say amen if you can't say, you know, just keep looking straight and say amen if you if you if you can't say hallelujah. And so becoming invisible, being willing to work in the shadows until you get back on your feet and you're ready to truly launch has been something that's hard, especially when you have people saying, Well, I haven't heard from you. What are you up to? And uh you have to stop yourself from blabbing and telling everything. No, work like a godfather or a godmother and be willing to use quiet power. You see that quiet power doesn't get the accolades. The quiet power doesn't need to be seen. It doesn't need to be lauded. It doesn't need its ego strengthened or stroked. And that quiet power does not require that you even win. The quiet power simply powers the machine to get what you said that you were going to get done. And none of this will actually work if you have the organizational skills of a chimpanzee. You have got to make sure that you get and stay 
organized. Don't have your plans all over the place where sometimes you hit them, sometimes you don't, or, or you don't even have it. You're just winging it. No, you are building, un, we are building unshakable comebacks. And with these unshakable comebacks, organization keeps them from being shaken. All right. All right. So then this is a big one that I was like, only will you know this when you have had defeat. And that is, don't forget the bones. Don't forget the foundations and the fundamentals of what your entire plan sits on. Too many times this happens. Um, I uh, was reading something um, to help. Well, anyway, I had a little uh, plantar fasciitis. It was painful to walk and uh, I uh, (laughs) I had overdone it. Uh, pounding and and walking and all this kind of stuff and uh, rushing on uh, airplanes and concretes and things. And I had to go, you know, to, I went to chiropractor and then I went to a doctor and they x-rayed and they were like, you got some little spurs here and stuff. And I was like, well, how did that, how did that happen? And they were like, it's repetitive use, it's stress and, uh, and the like. And then they gave me some braces and things, you know, the whole thing you go through. This was a while back. And one of the things the lady, the, the the doctor told me, she was like, too many times people forget the bones. She was like, do not forget the bones. They are the scaffolding that your whole existence is built on. And uh, she says, everybody is always worried about their muscles and their skin, but don't forget the bones. And as I'm going through this comeback, this unshakableness, this how do you how do you go the next step? Uh, it comes down to making sure that your foundations are rock solid. You know, your foundations support your whole entity, and just like the bones in your body, you have wisdom bones. And I would be remiss if I didn't take this time to to let you know what your wisdom bones are and and how to really love on them and and ensure that they continue to be sturdy and strong. So your wisdom bones are your gift of observation, your humility to learn, your eagerness to have adventure and experience, and your willingness to forego, I mean, to undergo, excuse me, to undergo change. Let me say those again. Your wisdom bones are your willingness and ability to observe, to learn, to have experience and endure, go through, change. And with this, your wisdom. Now, this is the thing that I learned from this doctor that I'm going to share with y'all. She was like, it is not bad to have impact on your bones. She said that a lot of people start to pamper them. And when you don't use them, they get weak. She says, it's simply that you have to find that sweet spot where you don't underdo it and they weaken and you don't overdo it. And they start uh, to uh, have issues. And she reminded me, she was like, you know, bone spurs are because they're being used, but they're just being overused in the wrong way. 
She said, but there is nothing wrong with making sure that you do things to keep your bones active so that they know that they must continue to uh, have the necessary density and strength to support your activity. Now, I've talked about this book in the past, and it's called Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins, uh, the Navy SEAL. And he talked about running uh, on broken feet for 100 miles. And he also talked in this book about how his body just gave, gave up and started accommodating him because he wouldn't give up. And I didn't think about that until recently when I had somebody uh, talking to me about how to make a comeback and how to get back on your feet after you've been broken. And I'm actually going to do a podcast about that one as well, because it's a little different uh, on the emotional side of coming back when when you've just been broken and, and gone through some stuff. But back to uh, the Can't Hurt Me book and the whole thing with bones. Your bones will respond in kind and they they don't stop uh, fortifying themselves as long as you use them. And so when you're trying to make a, a comeback, make sure that you are making uh, doing everything you can to strengthen your foundational bones. Uh, start with the wisdom bones. Start with your, your uh, strengthening your observation humbling yourself to learn and to seek for new learning. Uh, be willing to go through the experience and the adventure needed to come to do the comeback and never shy away from going through changes that you need to make to be able to be that person. All right, so let me do my quick recap on how to make an unshakable comeback. The first thing you want to do is you want to go behind the scenes, do a postmortem. You want to look for and respect the patterns that you learn about yourself in the situation so that you don't make them again, make the mistakes again. Locate your linchpin. Make sure that you find that one thing that holds it all together. Respect it and make sure that you keep it intact. Learn that there are no shortcuts. And make sure that you keep the integrity of doing the incremental things time after time. Use the power of the Godfathers for invisibility, stealth, quiet power, and organizational skills. And don't forget the bones. Make sure you have a sturdy support system that can hold up what you've got going on. So, yep, my time is up. This has been Michelle Spiva with another Wisdom Smack. See you tomorrow. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, 
uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.